Hi everyone, my name is Dylan Wong. I'm Monfi Kotakoda. And I'm Shannon Tarn. This mental health podcast series is brought to you in partnership with Unhome, a mental wellness app that provides guided meditation, stories, as well as journaling to help you along your personal self-care journey. Our guest for today is Mr. Richard Prince, Monta Vista High School's school-based therapist. Hello, Mr. Prince. Thank you for offering to help with us with this podcast today. To start off, could you introduce yourself with your current occupation and role at Monavista? Okay. So, um, yeah, my name is Richard Prince, and I'm a school-based therapist at Monavista High School. I've been uh, at Monavista for four, uh, 20 years, 20 years, and I'm a MFT, a marriage family therapist, or marriage family child counselor. That's my license. Okay, thank you for introducing yourself. And now moving on to like the mental health specific questions. What is mental health to you? Uh, well, I think the standard definition is it's psychological and emotional well-being. So mental health uh, to me, that's, that's pretty good. Pretty well covers it. I think mental health has a lot to do with physical health. So, you know, we see that with relationship between with stress. So the way we think about things has a lot to do with uh, our physical health. So I think there's a there's a, a big connection. I don't think we want to uh, make make them separate, <laughs> but I think there's there's been uh, not enough focus on mental health, and that people can actually um, do something about their mental health. Um, that we can and we don't have to be afraid <laughs> about our thoughts and our feelings, and that we can actually. Uh, change our minds. We can actually uh, cultivate um, healthy ways of thinking. Now, how do you view Monta Vista students' current state of mental health? Uh, well, the, the pandemic has really made it tough, um, I think, for, for many. So, some are, some are uh, finding ways to thrive, uh, seeing it as a challenge, and, and finding new ways to connect with family members and uh, activities that maybe they didn't do before, cooking or going on more hikes. But I think some are a little uh, uh, maybe out of shape <laughs> as far as uh, uh, working on their own uh, well-being and they maybe need the stimulation. They need the stimulation of school and, and others. They need that, that uh, academic learning environment in order to do well in school. Um, the social part is hard. I think we need uh, contact with other humans. So, if we don't, if we're not cultivating those within our family, then then it's difficult to get that in the current climate. So, uh, yeah, definitely, it's it's having an effect on people's uh, um, mood and uh, ability to concentrate, uh, and just the uh, the fears. You know, the fears of getting COVID and um, the fires we had uh, over in the summer, um, the political situation that's been going on. So, but, you know, mental health, it's kind of like whatever's going on, we have a choice <laughs> on how we make meaning of things, how we react to things. Um, so that's that's the beauty of it. We, we can, no matter what's going on, we're not just a puppet of our environment. We can see that we have some choice in how we 
how we want to feel, how we want to uh, think about things. So it's an opportunity. I, I like to think of it as uh, when I was an intern, I, one of my supervisors said, crisis is opportunity. So when things aren't going your way, uh, to try to see it as a, an opportunity to learn, to um, build resiliency, to, um, you know, if we can overcome hardships, then, then our mental muscle gets stronger, our emotional mu muscle gets stronger. So I have mixed feelings about this time. <laughs> it's hard, but it's also a great opportunity. Yes, thank you for sharing that. So as we can see from the news and just what people say, mental health is a pretty large concern in schools and throughout professional workplaces. Um, why does mental health stand out as like an important part of student and professional well-being to you? Why does it stand out? Yes. Mental health. Um, like, like I said a little bit already, I think, I think it's the most important thing. So um, even, even if you have something uh, physically wrong, even if we have something physically wrong with us, uh, it's still going to depend on our mental attitude on how we, how we heal, how we, how it affects us. Um, so even, even we can see that even with people who have uh, a lot of material comfort, <coughs> excuse me, have a lot of material comfort, they may not be happy. At least they have everything they need physically they, and more so. They're, they may be quite wealthy or famous, um, but they still suffer from mental uh, health issues. Or there may be people that are very poor. I, I don't know if you've traveled, but I've been to India. And sometimes you see people very, very poor, but yet they're very happy. You know, they eat the same thing every day, um, but, but somehow they manage to find, uh, be grateful for what they have, uh, find connection with others, and they're very happy. So you can see that mental, our, our mental attitude, our mental state of mind is, is paramount. Um, what we say, what we do comes from what we think. So it comes from the mind. So I know in school, a lot of it is about accumulating knowledge and, and learning things about the external world. Um, but we really need to, to devote time to learning about our own mind and how it operates. And that's really a personal experience because each person's mind is a little different. <laughs> so we're, we have to be our, become our own psychologist, our own therapist, by paying attention to our mind and, and learning about it and how it works and, uh, and working on it ourselves. So very important, most important. Of course, I would say that, right? I would say that I'm a therapist, you know, I'm into psychology, so. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And in your own profession, what steps do you take to support mental wellness among students that might come forward to you, or just in general? Uh, how do I support? Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's my job. That's my job. <laughs> uh, and so it's not, I'm not so much in the academics, although if that's, a, you know, we try to make adjustments there if that's impacting people. But students will reach out to me, student uh, parents will reach out to me, teachers will reach out to me about students that are struggling, they feel might be struggling <clears throat> with, uh, you know, sadness or depression, anxiety. And um, how do I support them? By, you know, talking with them and seeing how we can get more support wrapped around them, 
maybe some ongoing therapy outside of school, uh, involving the parents more. Um, yeah, you know, we do what we can, try to get the guidance counselors involved to look at their schedules and see what we can do there to make things uh, better. So it's sort of a, a total, you know, we, we try to work as a team and try to see what we can do to support the student when they're struggling. Well, a lot of high schoolers um, usually don't have a lot of time or there's other circumstances that they're not able to seek professional help. So what, what's some advice or activities that high schoolers can do themselves to improve their mental wellness and take care of their mental states? Well, it does take time. <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't say I don't have time to take care of my mental health. I think right there, that's something everybody could do <laughs> is go, I have to give this time. I have to make sure I get enough sleep. I have to make sure I eat. I have to make sure I get exercise and get out and get vitamin D. And I have to do these things because no matter what I want to do with my life, um, you know, I'm responsible for my, my being. <laughs> and so uh, I don't want to have to have other people become responsible for me. You know, it's my responsibility. And so I need to make it a priority. I need to find time to devote to my mental health. And I don't just mean, you know, sitting on the couch, watching YouTube, eating ice cream, uh, because if we check up that in the long run, that's not going to be, maybe it's good for now and then, good distraction now and then, a good way to relax now and then. But in the long run, uh, ways that really, uh, if we ate too much ice cream, we get sick, right? If we watch YouTube all the time, then we, we don't take care of our other responsibilities and that becomes nerve wracking. So I think really devoting some time to uh, self-reflection, uh, introspection, like uh, how do I think? Like some people get very, have, oh, I have, to, I have to go to an Ivy League college or I'll be sleeping under a bridge. We have to look at our thinking and going, wait a minute, that's, <laughs> that's stinking thinking. <laughs> I need to adjust my assumptions about things. If I don't have this, I can't be happy. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's, you know, this is the worst thing that could have happened to me, you know, catastrophizing. So we have, we have to do some um, education on our own, you know, some studying about what, how the mind works and, and then actually devote some time to it. Uh, I talked to a student yesterday who, uh, unbelievable, really great. She says she's, she's had a lot of trouble with her emotions and she sometimes gets angry at par her parents and stuff. She's really learned to go to her breath. So she'll, you know, take some deep breaths. I think that's something everybody could do. Make sure several times during the day you take some deep breaths, really fill up your tummy and your chest. Consciously do that, like pay attention to doing that and let your body relax and just be aware of being, of being a human being <laughs> and breathing. And so that we're not just lost in thought all the time. Make it a priority and then develop some practices to, to, to promote your mental health. Yes, on the same note of like, finding something to talk to, a common struggle for many of us students is to actually find the person to talk to. Um, what would you suggest to students who struggle with this? Um, yeah, you know, I've run into some students who have gotten into a lot of trouble uh, mentally, like thinking that they actually 
you know, like their only choice is to take their life. And they've been, they've, they've have, they've have a certain thought about how they're maybe say how their parents see them. And they're operating on that, like, oh, they're going to be really disappointed in me. Uh, I'm never going to be, be able to fulfill their expectations. Um, and they never check it out. So I think you have to check up when you think, oh, I have no one to talk to, or, oh, I can't talk to them. I can't talk to my parents. In this case, this person, when they did talk to their parents, they found out that their parents didn't feel that way at all. You know, that they really did value uh, their son's uh, mental well-being. And that wasn't their main thing in life, that he had to go to some fancy college. So it's really trying to be in some of those uncomfortable conversations. So that, that's one way I would say we all, you know, a way to get support is to be willing to be a little bit uncomfortable. And it's okay to not be okay. <laughs> okay? It's... Okay, it's okay not to be okay, okay? <laughs> and just to know that it's it's okay to feel uncomfortable also. And it, and it may feel uncomfortable, but the, the more you do it, and it may not work out the first time you talk to somebody, you know? Um, but be sure to try to engage in the conversation. Try to say if something isn't going the way you'd like it to go. Like if you come and talk to me, if you, you can get a reach out to me or a guidance counselor or a teacher, a lot of times teachers are, uh, have relationship with students where they can talk about uh, emotional issues. So um, if you feel like you're misunderstood, then let the person know, you know? Like, uh, don't walk away saying, oh, they don't understand me. It's a two-way street. You have, to, you have to put in energy for the, to, to, have the, uh, to, to hope that the other person will understand you. Oh, I can't talk to my parents. You know, I tried once and it didn't work. Well, try again, you know, <laughs> say, try to find the right time. Try to say, look, here, here's where we had trouble before. I'd like to try again. Uh, could you just listen to me? I don't need your advice. You know, you have to sort of say what you need from people. Is that, is that, is that kind of answer it? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That was actually really insightful. And I'm sure that'll help people when they're looking for other people to reach out to. And on that same note, when students are trying to be supportive of each other, what do you suggest that a person or a student can do to be properly supportive of anyone else struggling with their mental wellness? And what steps and actions can they take to make sure they're being supportive in the right way? Yeah. Um... You know, I think, you know, sometimes we're a little afraid of being vulnerable. You know, I've run into, I ran into some of that today, this morning, where somebody actually was quite hurt and very sad, but they just said, oh, um, I got a good laugh out of what you said. So they, they didn't want to show that they were sad or they were hurt because they felt like the person might think they were weak, you know, or they would take advantage of them. You know, so I think it, it, it's about being honest, you know, and if somebody comes to you with a problem to try to be honest about your own struggles and uh, don't make it all about you, but I mean, you know, try to relate, try to remember times when you've been through a similar thing that the person is relating to you about so that you can have empathy. Empathy is so important for good mental health is, is it's like way up there on, <laughs> 
on being successful in the world is having empathy. So try to, uh, you know, try to ask those questions, you know, like we said, well, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm fine. But no, really, how, you know, what's going on? You know, what's, try to go a little deeper and try to share a bit about yourself. If it gets into situations where uh, there are red flags, like the person is being uh, abused at home, or you, you're a little worried about suicidality, I think it's good to set some um, guidelines with conversations sometimes, you know, to let people know these aren't things you're going to keep secret. Uh, you need to get uh, other people involved. Um, you need to make sure everybody gets help and that you'd want the same for yourself. So it's, 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 you know, being willing to be in uncomfortable conversations, but knowing that you can't be, uh, friends can't really be some, like my wife couldn't be my therapist when I needed a therapist, right? You, you need to go, you need, we need to get, you know, we, don't, we go to a doctor when we have a broken leg. We don't go to a friend and say, hey, could you fix my leg? <laughs> so, so sometimes it's the same with mental health issues. You know, we want to be there for our friends, but at the same time, uh, it, you can get really burned out by, uh, you know, being on call all through the night and they text you and, and they're saying they're depressed and they want to take their life, but don't tell anybody. Uh, we need to set guidelines around that and you need to get help and let them know that that's what you would want for yourself and what you want for them. So uh, ask them to reach out to counselors, guidance counselors, uh, to me, to people at school and their parents, you know, try to find times to talk to your parents about how you're doing. And I know it can, that can be hard. I've seen situations where it might take more than a year for parents to finally come around to acknowledging mental health issues. So you, you teens are on the, you, you're kind of in a position sometimes where you have to educate your parents about these things. So be patient with them. Okay, how's that? Um, moving on, we know that stress is a very prevalent issue amongst students. So how does stress affect one's mental health and what can students do to manage stress? Yeah, so again, really important to get enough sleep and to eat right and to get exercise. So just physically being uh, in a situation where your body can handle stress, right? So, so that's first. Um, and then stress can come, stress is, is a result of our reaction to so-called stressors. Now, things that are stressful to one person aren't stressful to somebody else. And a certain level of stress, like I have a tendency to get anxious. And a, and a, a therapist friend said, well, maybe look at it like um, you're, it's something that's really important to you, right? So that made a big difference to me to be able to use that energy to go, well, this is really important to me. What can I do about it? Instead of just feeling uncomfortable, right? Like you, you can transform the energy into the, what can I do about it? What am I going to do about it? And then you put it into action. I think the, the breathing thing I gave earlier is a really important thing to practice daily so that when you do, so that you can bring down your, your stress level. Like say, this is where you flip out. You, you, if you keep yourself calm during the day, you can lower your, your threshold. So if something stressful comes along, you don't flip out. You might rise up, but you don't go over the top. But if you're always right here, you don't get enough sleep. You know, you're kind of anxious all the time. 
then some something happens, something something doesn't go right, and then you flip flip over. So trying to throughout the day, calming yourself with your breath, watching your thoughts, so you're not having uh, exaggerated thinking, catastrophizing, um, condemning yourself, putting yourself down. Um, just being very mindful of of your thought process and your your emotions throughout the day can really help the stress level. Yes, thank you for sharing that. So transitioning something or some more less mental health related, from your experience as a school psychologist, what are your three main pieces of advice for students who want to succeed at what they're doing? So I'm, I'm not a school psychologist. I'm a school-based therapist. I'm a therapist, school psychologist. Uh, we do have a school psychologist at Monte Vista. And they, uh, Ms. Altman and, and also Glenn Fisher, and they're both associated mostly with uh, testing. They do a lot of, they do counseling, but they also involved in testing for learning disabilities and things like that. Um, three main things. Uh, I think I've kind of gone over them a little bit, uh, um, but making mental health a priority in your life, making your mental health a priority, learning about your mind, making that a priority. Um, like I said before, it's okay to not be okay, to try to keep that in mind if you're uncomfortable or you're not feeling well. Don't add on top of it with the reactions, oh, what's the matter with me? I'm a terrible person, I can't even handle this. You know, you're just making it worse, right? To try, the really good thing is to accept where you're at and then change, right? But first we need, it can't be, oh, I should do, I should be like this, I should be like this. Instead of going, okay, I wanna be like that, but this is where I'm at right now. And having that acceptance of, yeah, this is, this is my level of ability in this, in this field. I wanna get better. What can I do to get better? And so I think, I think uh, those three things are good. You know, those are good things for success. Empathy is, emp empathy is huge for success. So cultivate that. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I guess like another follow-up question that's not necessarily fully mental health related, but it's about your past. Um, and if there was one thing you could change about your past, whether it's how you dealt with problems or dealt with any of your mental health issues or just in general, um, yeah, what's your perspective on that? Well, I would have gone to talk, try to find somebody to talk to in high school. <laughs> I don't think... That was uh, part of my culture at all, or, or in my mind at all, as an option. Um, you know, it was difficult to to bring up sadness with my parents. I felt like that wasn't something um, I could bring up with them. That was something I felt strongly, and I thought there was something wrong with me because I felt that way. Um, when when I when I would bring it up, I felt people would either try to cheer me up or say, "Oh, you don't have anything to be sad about." So I think one thing I would have changed is I would have tried to find somebody at my school or in my community, uh, people I knew that I could try to, that I felt I could talk to about uh, how I was feeling emotionally. I think my emotional life was not dealt with. You know, I didn't get a chance to really get into it. And then it, it you know, it came back when I got older and I had to deal with it then. So that's one thing I would, I would change. This conversation has been really insightful and it's helped me and I hope it does help other people. So to conclude this, what would be 
some um, main takeaways that students can learn from this conversation? Um, well, I think I've I think I've hit on a lot of them, right? When you said the three things, and uh, um, I think just just stay curious about your mental landscape and don't get lost in thought and and doing but spend some time appreciating being alive being a human and being grateful <laughs> and uh you know what one of the greatest the greatest fear is fear itself so so to try to you know when something's really bothering you you're afraid of to to try to find a way to go at it you know uh, gently being and oh a takeaway okay be kind to yourself <laughs> be kind to yourself if you're kind and gentle with yourself you'll be kind and gentle with others and then the empathy will just grow and we'll, we'll all be helping each other how about that how about that for a takeaway <laughs> be kind all right i think that concludes our questions for the podcast. So thank you so much for sharing your perspective as a school-based therapist at Monta Vista today. And I really hope that through this podcast and listening to it, other students will be able to like gain more awareness about the subject that is not talked about as much. So thank you. And if you don't have any other comments to add, I think that concludes our podcast yeah, for today. Just thank you. Thank you all for doing this. And uh, it was nice that there were three of you tag teaming on the questions and nice to see you all. I'm glad you're involved in this. Thank you. The more students are getting involved in, in mental health at Monta Vista, it's just fantastic. And maybe that's maybe that's one of the benefits of remote learning. You know, mm -hmm. giving us more time to, to get involved in that and seeing the, the necessity of that. So thank you so much. Thank you, Mr. Brayweiss. Thank you. <laughs> All righty. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Feel free to listen to the other episodes on this series and share with your friends and family. If you're interested in continuing to explore mental wellness, consider downloading the Omha mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. Have a great day.